Welcome to Chapters of Motherhood. This is a weekly podcast about this hashtag mom life that is motherhood with all the struggles, chaos, and true blessings that come with the title mom. I am your host, Veronica. At 17 years old, I became a mom for the first time. And at 41, I had a water birth for my fifth baby. The goal of this podcast is to share with you my motherhood experience and hopefully help you realize that you are not alone in your own mom life journey. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, working mom, or a single mom, from potty training struggles, bedtime snuggles, and everything in between, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I share your frustrations and your joys. Every week is a different chapter of motherhood. Hi, friends. I can't even believe that I'm wrapping up my first season of Chapters of Motherhood podcast. And I'm also going to give you an update on all the previous episodes. Well, maybe not all the previous episodes, but on the episodes where I can give you some updates as to what's going on in this first season. Now, the only reason why I'm really wrapping up a season is because I'm going to take a three-week break for Christmas. You know, the girls are going to be on vacation. I want to spend some time with them because I didn't get to do what I wanted to do during summer because of my heart attack. I want to try to make up for it with them during the Christmas break. And plus, you know, it's Christmas. I know that uh, it's going to be very busy time right now and Christmas and New Year's and resolutions and all that. And I just wanted to try to devote some of that time to the children as well as also work on content for you for when the New Year starts. But in the meantime, you can definitely revisit any of the episodes that you would like. And if you're wondering how you can help support the podcast, there's uh, four real easy ways to do it. The first way, which is so easy, just share it. Share it with a mom friend, you know, share it on your social media, share it through a text, however you want to share it with somebody that can relate to the content or appreciate the content or is a mom or has had some type of experience that you think, you know what, Veronica went through this. Why don't you listen to it and see how she dealt with it? The second way that you can help support the podcast that would really help out the podcast for sure is to rate and review. The reviews really do play a lot into discovery. So the more ratings and reviews that I have, the more Apple can push it out and recommend it to other listeners. So that would really help out the podcast. The third way that you can help support the podcast is just listen to the sponsored ads without skipping. You know, just let them go through, listen to them. Um, also, if you would like to buy the product and use the promo codes, that also would help out the podcast as well. And with that said, why don't we go ahead and listen to my sponsor real quick. Are you looking for an alternative way to ease pain? CBD oil is a simple solution, all natural and directly from a plant. It's just like any other plant that we consume, making it healthy for our bodies. Stop taking pills for pain management. Take non-psychoactive CBD oil as an herbal approach to wellness. Here at Family Friendly CBD, we carry organic CBD full-spectrum oil. It has a pleasant taste and will help you with pain management. For more information, click on the website link in the show notes. Now, back to our conversation. Hi, 
Hi friends, I just wanted to pop in real quick and tell you about this amazing skincare line that I've been using. It's called Halo Skincare. Their main ingredient is the Nobel Prize winning Epidural Growth Factor or EGF, mixed with marine life and botanicals. Their tagline is meditation for the skin, bringing the inner glow to the face. And you know what, they're not kidding. I immediately saw a radiant glow in my face and after two weeks of using their five-step routine, my pores were visibly smaller, the fine lines around my eyes were plumped and smoothed out, and there was even an improvement with my rosacea. No more flare-ups since I've been using Halo. It's cruelty-free, free of mineral oil, linoleum, or petroleum. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see the drastic difference in my eyelids. They're lifted. My skin is firmer and I have a beautiful natural glow. And I can offer you a 25% discount just for being a listener of the show. Enter the promotional code PODCAST25 and I will link in the website and the code on the show notes. Now, back to our conversation. Okay, and the fourth way that you can help support the podcast is... There's actually a link in the show notes where you can do a monthly contribution, you know, as little as 99 cents per month, if you're so called to do so, if you would like to support the podcast that way. If not, I mean, there's three other easy ways to do it as well. But yeah, those are the four easy ways that you can help promote the podcast, which is share it, rate it, listen to the ads, and a monthly contribution if you would like to. Now, as far as the updates are concerned, I wanted to give you an update on my health. It was confirmed that in June, I did suffer a mild heart attack. However, it did not feel like it was mild to me. It felt like it was, you know, pretty major. But according to medical terms, it was a mild heart attack where I did lose 35% function of my heart. And it took me this long to figure this out because honestly, what had happened is I had insurance I was active for like three days, and the day after I got released from the hospital, I found out that I lost the insurance, so I was dealing with being uninsured. So when that happened, I didn't even have all my test results back yet. So I had to wait about a month and a half before I had another insurance company, and I had to start all over with those doctors. And it took a while before my cardiologist could request the records from my previous insurance or the previous doctors and hospitals. And when he finally did, he got the records and really did confirm that it was a heart attack. Uh, I lost 35% functioning of my heart. Now he has since tested me, has given me an echocardiogram and my heart was functioning at that time at 65%. So it's improving. I actually today, that the last time that he tested me, I think it was two months ago, and I've actually have improved a lot since then. At first, I was feeling very fatigued. I just, you know, was short of breath. I couldn't even get through a podcast episode without getting winded. I couldn't even walk my girls to school. And I mean, this is like 500 feet. Like the school from my house is only 500 feet. So it's not that far, but Walking there and walking home, I would get winded. So I was feeling very, very weak, very fatigued, very winded, in need of help myself. And it was very difficult for me to keep up the house, keep up the children, you know, do for them, 
make dinner, make meals. It, it was very difficult. I thought that it was only going to take three months, or I was told that it was only going to take three months to recover. It actually took me five and a half months to feel as good as I do now. I, I honestly feel like I'm about 95% back normal. But, you know, I don't know because my doctor won't do another echocardiogram until March. And at that point, I'll know how much more my heart function has improved. But right now, I feel pretty much almost 100%. I'm, I'm about like 90% recovered, I think. And a lot of it has to do because I changed my diet. I'm now doing an anti-inflammatory diet. I'm really watching what I'm eating. I started exercising. I started doing cardio. They sent me to the cardiac rehab, which is basically a gym. It's helped a lot. I'm also taking some supplements, you know, to help uh, with the inflammation. So all of that is really helping me to recover, honestly. Now, as an update for being stay-at-home mom... You know, I retired six years ago. I have no plans on returning back to the workforce or outside of the home anyway. Uh, instead, I really want to just work on the podcast and grow it. And I'm going to take some time trying to learn more on my craft, if you will, during this time. Um, I'm also going to take up a uh, photography course as, just as a, as a hobby. I've always been interested in photography. I've always done, you know, the amateur do-it-yourself stuff, but I got a course that I thought was very reasonable, and, and so I'm going to do that as well while, you know, I'm taking this break. And I really do want to enjoy the girls, you know. I, like I said, in the summer, there wasn't much that I could do, and during this time, I really want to take advantage of it and, and do a lot more for the girls and do some crafts and try to get them, you know, to enjoy being home with me. So I really do enjoy being a stay-at-home mom with my daughters. I just didn't have that opportunity when I had Adam and Leah. You know, I was young. I had to work. I just wasn't in financially in the position where I could stay home with my kids. And I wasn't partnered up right. So I felt like I was being taken advantage of. So I had to work for so long. For like 18 years, I had to work. And then finally, six years ago, I just, you know, with the encouragement of my husband, you know, I don't have to work anymore. So what I want to do is take full advantage of being a stay-at-home mom and eventually homeschool my girls. And it's for many reasons. You know what? And I'll tell you what, it's for so many reasons that whatever you think I am doing it for, like whatever reason you think that I may have to homeschool, you're probably right. That probably is the reason because there's just so many reasons why I want to homeschool. Number one, the curriculum, there's starting to be some changes. Maybe I'm being a little paranoid about it, but there are some changes here in California where the curriculum is pretty controversial. So I'm deciding that if I don't want my children to be exposed to certain things, I shouldn't have to. So once Sophia finishes fifth grade, I'm going to go ahead and pull her and keep her home. Also because there's also a lot of resources nowadays with, you know, online learning. There's a lot of resources in charter schools. Where I live, I live in Marietta, California, and there are a lot of charter schools. There's a lot of programs that are homeschool friendly. There's a lot of co-ops in, in this area. So I want to really 
research it some more. I, I think I'm going to start with Sophia because Sophia's like, you know, she's a perfect child. She's so easy. She's self-reliant herself right now. She does um, her homework all on her own. She doesn't need that much help. And she's very curious. So I figured, you know, she is like the perfect student to gain confidence from homeschooling. Emily, not not just yet, because she's just learning her ABCs, her one, two, threes. She's just learning to write. She's just learning to reach. You know, she's a kindergartner right now. So she's just barely learning the basics. And I am not patient enough to teach the basics for either her or for Grace. And what I mean by that is like, I would eventually just be like, you know what, forget it. Just go play. Don't learn. <laughs> And I know that there is this such a thing as called um, unschooling, but I'm afraid that I would completely fail at that because I would just be like, you know, don't learn, just watch TV. So I, I cannot show or I cannot teach them the basics. I, I need help with that. And I'm sure that there is a lot of help out there for homeschooling preschoolers or and kindergartners. But right now, I just don't think that I can do it. I, I need to do a lot more research on it. But eventually, I do want to be a homeschooling mom. So with that said, there's no way that I can actually be a work outside of the home mom. Now, another little update that I wanted to inform you on is I'm still using Halo Skincare. I actually really do enjoy it, especially right now during the winter because it's so cold right now. Usually your face gets dry or usually my face gets dry in the winter and gets dehydrated. And what I've noticed that, you know, with this cold weather, with the harsh wind, you know, I've been putting on my my skincare, the serum and the cream, and it's really helped moisturize my skin during this time. So I'm not just promoting it and not using it. I'm actually using it. And I do see a difference. You know, my skin is plumper. It's firmer. The fine lines have um, almost disappeared. My eyelids have been lifted. And during these winter months, with it being so cold, it's really hydrating my face. It feels really great. I will admit that in the summer, it feels a little bit oily, but that's just because it's just so hot. So during the winter, it feels a lot better. It doesn't feel as sweaty. It doesn't feel as oily. I just feel like it's just really doing its job on my face personally. The next update that I want to give you is I had mentioned previously, I think it was in um, back on my Halloween special that I feel like I've lost my intuition. I'm noticing that it's slowly coming back. And I think that's because my body is recovering and I'm being more open. I don't know. I don't know why I'm not an expert in this. I don't know. But all I know is that now that my body is healing, my intuition is starting to come back. And I started, I know this is going to sound really weird, but at one point I felt like I was having someone else's memories. And I kept thinking like, these are not my memories. I don't, I don't remember. Are these my memories? You know, I felt really weird about it. And then I finally came to the realization like, these are not my memories. I don't know whose memories these are. And I know I sound crazy. I know. I hear myself. <laughs> I know. But what I'm trying to say is that I think my intuition is starting to come back. And you know what? I know that there are courses out there and there are coaches out there and especially, you know, mediums and, and empaths out there that are selling courses on how to uh, reawaken your intuition because everybody has a pretty strong intuition when, especially when you're children, then once you get older, you, you kind of lose it. 
And actually, you know what? I'm going to do a recommendation on this podcast called So You Think You're Intuitive with Natalie Miles. You can look that up. And if if you're interested, if you're interested, you know, she talks all about your intuition and how to trust it and how to uh, get it going again and how to meditate and things like that. So I've been listening to her for a while now, and I feel like I'm starting to get it back. There's also other ones. If if you have a recommendation, you know, let me know. I love listening to podcasts, not just my own. I like listening to others. And I am attracted to motherhood. I am attracted to intuition and meditation and the spiritual and crystals and, you know, like the, you know, spiritual new age, if you will, even though it's not new age, it's older than current religions, but that's neither here nor there, Right. What I'm trying to say is that, you know, it seems like my body is recovering and my intuition is starting to come back. Now, the last thing that I do want to talk about as an update is uh, what's going on with my son, Adam. The last time that I talked about Adam, it was, you know, a show dedicated to him. And I had mentioned that he has chosen to live in the streets. He has chosen to be homeless. He has chosen to panhandle. He wants nothing to do with uh, me or his dad or the family. He feels very, well, from what I understand, he feels like he just doesn't want us or needs us or doesn't want us to know what's going on with him. And there's nothing that we can do. You know, he's 26. We cannot force anything on him. You know, according to the police, you know, police in the medical field, they tell us that we can't force him to do anything. He has his own rights. So... Last I heard a couple months ago, his dad called me to tell me that he had gotten a call from the public defender's office stating that if anybody had conservatorship over him, and we don't, we don't, the judge had lifted conservatorship over him so he can make his his own decisions legally anyway. So he started asking him, like, well, what do you mean? Like, you're the public defender. What are you asking me for? And it turns out that she really couldn't say much to him. All she could say is that, you know, Adam is in jail and he has, I guess, pleaded guilty. And she just really couldn't say anything because Adam had strict instructions that he didn't want neither dad nor nor mom nor the family to know what was going on with him. So when he called me to tell me that, well, how am I supposed to just say, okay, we don't know he's in jail and we don't know what to do? Like, no, let's find out more. And so I couldn't get anywhere with him. But my husband, Adam's stepdad, called and asked, well, did he say anything about me not finding out, specifically me? You know, I'm his stepdad. And they said, well, no, he didn't. Specifically did not name you. So we can tell you what's going on. And basically, they told him, the public defender's office or attorney told him that Adam had randomly attacked somebody out on the streets and beat him over the head with a brick and that he was going to go to prison for two years. And it was already done. Like, there was nothing we could do. It had already happened, you know, three weeks prior to that conversation and he had already pleaded guilty. And and so we were like, well, what can we do? Like he he's obviously not in his right mind. You know, he's schizophrenic. He cannot make any decisions himself or he shouldn't be making any decisions himself. And she agreed like he shouldn't have. But because there's no conservatorship and he admitted it, 
there's nothing that we can do. Like it's done. He's already been sentenced. We're waiting for final housing or to transfer him from jail to prison. And he's going to be there for two years. And she was sympathetic. She totally understood that he had a mental illness and that it's very likely that he needed hospitalization and not jail time. But there was nothing we can do at that point anymore. Had we have known, we would have hired a lawyer. We would have you know, not let him make decisions on his own. We would have given him some help, but we didn't know and hit a, it's, it's done. It's a done deal. And because he didn't want to talk to any of us, I asked my uh, sister-in-law, Andrea, I asked her, you know, because they've always had a very good relationship. So I asked her, you know, can you please go see him, talk to him, see what's going on with him, see what we can do. And I'm so grateful to her that she did because he did accept her. He did talk to her. He was still guarded. According to her, he was still very guarded, but he didn't walk away from her. He continued a conversation with her. And at first he thought that he was meeting with his lawyer. He, he has no idea or at the mo at that time, he had no idea that it was done, that he was already sentenced. He thought he was meeting with the lawyer. He thought that he was going to get out and probably go to a hospital. And so she asked him, you know, do you remember what happened? And he said, yes. He said that it was sometime in the middle of the night. He was very tired and he was looking for somewhere to sleep. He says that there was these two guys. I don't know if they were, you know, just regular guys or if they were also homeless or what the case is like. We, we didn't really understand what the case was with these two guys. But he says that these two guys were pretty much messing with him. And telling him, you know, to get out, to go away. He can't sleep there. You know, he was just trying to find a place to sleep out in the streets, right? And they told him to get out, get away. You know, basically, he says that they were following him and that they were messing with him. And that he got spooked enough where he needed to defend himself. And he picked up a brick and started hitting one of the guys over the head. And he went and he found a place to sleep. And so a couple hours later, he got arrested. Now, when I started looking into where he was, it doesn't really make sense to me where he was because he was very, he, he was like right outside of a hospital and he was, you know, trying to find a place to sleep. So I'm thinking whenever he gets in, into trouble and he knows he, he's starting to um, need medical help, he goes straight to the hospital and gets help. And from my understanding was that he was in the hospital and then the very next day, or a day later, he got arrested for beating somebody. Now, in his eyes, he was it was self-defense. He was defending himself. But according to the district attorney and according to the public defender, he attacked this man unprovoked. So I don't really know what he was able to say. I'm sure he wasn't in his right mind and he wasn't able to explain. I think he just said, yes, I hit him. But they didn't take any other factors into consideration. And honestly, I really don't know what happened either. So all I know is that he told her what he told her. And he also told her he didn't want anything to do with me visiting him. He didn't want his dad to be visiting him. He didn't want his grandparents visiting him. He just doesn't want anything with the family. So right now I'm waiting for him to call me basically, or call his dad. Because eventually, you know, once he's on this medication and once he starts uh, feeling better, eventually he will call. So I'm, I'm waiting for that phone call. In the meantime, I'm kind of, I'm, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about him being in jail because 
at least I know where he's at. At least I know that he has shelter and three meals a day and, and he's able to sleep and he has medication, but he's in jail and he doesn't need jail. He needs a hospital. He needs medical care. He doesn't need to be punished. I have to believe because it, it's so out of his character. He doesn't just attack people. That's not in his character at all. And he usually does seek help whenever he's feeling the need for medical attention. He goes and he seeks help. And he was so close to the hospital. So I have to believe that he felt threatened and he felt he needed to defend himself. And I have to believe that he was looking for help as well. So the fact that he's in jail, yeah, I know where he's at. Yes, he's getting three meals a day. Yes, he's out of the elements right now during winter, but that's not where he belongs. That's not what he needs. He needs medical attention. He needs to be in a hospital. He needs to surrender to his treatment, really. So I'm hoping that the next time I do an update that I have better news on my son. Now, in the meantime, my daughter Leah is doing great also, and I'm looking forward to spending, now that we have, that I'm going to be taking these three weeks off and the girls are going to be on uh, Christmas break, um, I'm going to take advantage of it and definitely go visit my mom. You know, she is an hour and a half away from me and go visit uh, family members that are getting, you know, older in their age. And so I, I don't want to waste any time. I do want to see them. I have, um, I guess I'm at that age where a lot of uh, family members and friends are, uh, I'm going to their funerals and I don't like that. So before time runs out, I definitely want to visit people during this break and I just definitely want to visit them. Now, in the meantime, even though I am going to be taking a break from posting podcast episodes, I'm still going to be working on content for you. I'm still going to be uh, looking for guests. I'm recording episodes. I'm going to, you know, be editing. I'm, I'm just going to really take my time and work on content as well without the pressure of having to release it every Wednesday, because as you've noticed, you know, I would like to blame everything on my toddlers, but I can't, you know, it's my own procrastination. It's my own, you know, oh, I got time. And then before I know it, I'm out of time. So this time that I'm going to be taking this three week break, I am definitely going to be working on content and editing and getting it ready to be released on January 15th. I will be back on January 15th. However, If you would like to share your motherhood story, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please reach out to me. You can definitely reach me on Instagram. You can definitely reach me on um, my email. I'll post everything on the show notes on Instagram or Twitter or, you know, on this podcast itself. There's also a link on leaving me a voicemail message on on the show notes as well. Um, There's several ways that you can reach out to me if you would like to be a guest on the podcast for sure. But if you're a homeschooler, I definitely would like to speak with you. If you're a working mom and you want to share your story about your motherhood journey as a working mom, you know, I would like to listen to you too or talk to you too. Uh, If you're an autism mom, I would love to have you on the show and talk to you about it. And if you're a current mom to teenagers, let's bring it right back to, you know, those times because I know that that is such a challenging time as well. I mean, every part of motherhood is challenging. It gets better, but it gets different. 
it's a different challenge as they get older. So if you're a mom to multiples, I'd love to have you on the show. If you have three under three, (laughs) I would definitely like to hear that as well. And if you just have a great story that you would like to share, whether it's inspiring or it's a story of loss or it's a story of encouragement, you know, definitely reach out to me. I am looking for guests. So do reach out to me. And I will be back on January 15th with brand new content and season two. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, share it with a mom friend. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to Chapters of Motherhood podcast. You can rate and review on Apple Podcast. You can leave me a voicemail message on Anchor FM. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Chapters of Motherhood or Twitter at Mother Podcaster. Thank you so much for listening. I am your host, Veronica. Tune in each week to find your chapter of motherhood.